0: Hey, I'm Asher,
1: and I'm Jackson, and what
0: you're about to listen to is Strictly Confidential.
1: Alrighty, right. Asher, how's your week been? It's been
0: pretty good, man. Work's been kicking my butt, but it's a beautiful weekend. No, it's not. It's disgusting outside, but I'm happy to be inside, cozied up with a coffee and talking with my best friend, Jackson.
1: Can we talk about how wild it is coming up with an intro topic for this
0: show every week? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to be too much focused on just talking about our show, but I mean, general good stand-up rules is to speak generally to all audiences so that you're relatable. The problem is when you when you have a, a show that's hosted by two huge nerds, we're just full of esoteric nonsense that doesn't really relate to anything because I can tell you all about the 1994 cult classic Hanna-Barbera cartoon SWAT cats, but I can't tell you any cool drinking stories or, like, my problems with cops.
1: And I think one of the biggest reasons for that is the reason we became friends isn't because we could relate based on what kind of animal we are. We had such distinct, similar, nerdy interests that we were both, like, Hey, you know that if you short hop to the left in Smash
0: Bros, you can do this certain specific move, but only with four of the 85 characters. And I said, I'm the only other person on Earth who knows what you're talking about, so we gotta stick together.
1: And I don't know why it's so hard, because every time I try and come up with a topic for the actual show, which is at least 75, 80, even probably close to 90% of the show, it's an easy research project. Yeah. I just find something. But then as soon as I am trying to come up with something brief and intense for what we're talking about, all I can think is, hey, did you see the patch notes for for whatever game we're thinking of today? Hey, did you see the the detailed trailer for the Hellboy movie? Not yet, but you know, I'm gonna. Hey, how good of a concept would a cinematic universe around the BPRD be,
0: bud? It would be excellent. But that's that's not what we're here for.
1: And that's the problem.
0: Although it doesn't make sense, then, that the subject of our show is what it is because it is essentially more esoteric hidden knowledge.
1: But I think it's the kind of esoteric hidden knowledge that people really are interested in. That actually relates to real life. That is actually something you could like outside uh, outside
0: of the two people in this conversation. Well, it took something as unique as Smash Brothers to bring us together. But imagine living in the 1300s, and the only way you could make friends was finding other people who were good at hitting rocks. And that's how the Freemasons came together. Just a bunch of bros who had a similar interest in smashing rocks. And if you're confused about what we're talking
1: about at all, I would highly recommend listening to the episode before this one, because we're... Today, our topic is diving deep into the details of actual
0: Freemasonry. Did you click on an episode that says part two without listening to the part one? I expected more of you. But if you did click on it with that mistake,
1: I, the forgiving part of this show, forgive you and understand.
0: (laughs) Okay, going to make me the bad guy.
1: (laughs) Well, you did it to yourself. Today, we're talking about being a Freemason, and we're going to split this into two kind of intense categories we're going to talk about the benefits of being a Freemason and how you actually become
0: a Freemason. Excellent. This is all usable information. I like this.
1: Yeah. And so we'll start with the benefits so that if you decide, you know what? I would love to join this wacky fraternity. You can. So pretty much all of our information comes straight from MasonicFind.com, which is basically a Squarespace blog about Freemasonry. <laughs> okay. But the post I found is about, it's, I think it was titled, The Benefits of Being a Freemason. Great. It started by saying, if you are thinking of joining this craft
0: and you're wondering what you will get out of this membership, then this is for you. You would think that sort of thing would be on their website, but I'm glad the Squarespace fan site exists.
1: And I looked at their website and immediately thought, yeah, this is going to be too mumbo jumbo for me to actually find interesting enough to remember. And so I figured I'd find a site that's like, hey, I can explain this to an idiot.
0: <laughs> well, astute listeners will remember that last week, the, the main benefit that the Freemasons touted was the benefits of a fraternity. And they kind of left it at that.
1: And that is a very good generalization of it. I was talking to my buddy Nick this morning and one of his family members who's recently passed. Otherwise, we would have super had them on the show was a Freemason, and the way he explained it was basically, it was like a college fraternity. But I want to give the detailed explanation that comes from a Freemason, and it comes in this kind of list form. Can I go for it? Do it, man. Number one, with Freemasonry, you get a second
0: family, which ends up being a network of over six million brothers worldwide. Okay, we're already seeing a discrepancy in numbers here because I had said four million last week, that's a two million difference. It's pretty big. I don't know if the
1: MasonicFind.com and the actual Mason website may have discrepancies because of qualifications on what counts as a Freemason because the, the application process is not immediate, so it could be that you're like entry-level Freemason, but you don't actually count or something. I gotcha. But that would still mean that there are two million brothers in limbo. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know, but it could be. Number two, anywhere in the world, you have brothers. So basically anywhere you go, any country, most, pretty much every city, but most towns even have a uh, Masonic lodge or a lot of towns even have a Masonic lodge where there will be a couple dozen members and you can be a part of that community. Number three, you can be a part of a legacy bigger than you. And in this section, this um, article listed the seven, Oriental Freemasons I might know, and the 15 U.S. presidents that were also Freemasons. And this section is how I realized that I don't actually know a single thing about history. <laughs> because I have lived in the United States for 24 and a half years now, and out of the 15 U.S. presidents they listed, the only ones I recognized the name of were George Washington and William Howard Taft, the fat one. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I didn't recognize a single one of these boys. Not a
0: lot of our presidents have had
1: strong branding. I think that's probably true. They're also all white guys, so it's easy, to, other than the good one. So it's easy for them to get, like, mixed mixed up. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Number four. And let me know if you have any questions about any of these, because I read the whole site, essentially. Uh, number four freemasonry is equal to all they didn't explain this much but basically nobody's given special treatment in any way except for men
0: because it's women aren't allowed
1: in the well side note i was saving this for later but women can join but the way he wrote about it made it feel like he didn't want to get kicked out of the organization so he was adding that on even though he didn't super agree with it okay He said on the on the website, he said it's typically frowned upon in the West, but in most countries it's allowed. Okay. And then the creator of the website links to an external website that had articles on. Are you a woman interested in joining the Freemasons? Here's what you need to know. There are fewer
0: there. There are a few phrases that are more loaded than frowned upon. It's a good one because there can be so much severity within that phrase or it can be totally mild in an an entirely literal sense it is the
1: funniest phrase ever though yes you're telling me that like if i was learning english for the first time and you were explaining stuff to me and you said that okay so some people are going to say this when it's a thing that you should not do you really shouldn't do this and when they say frowned upon that's what they're talking about yeah i would i would have to it would be hard for me not
0: to cry laughing at that some women join the freemasons and then some members sad face hard about that
1: (laughs) some (laughs) some women have joined the freemasons a big portion of the entire western hemisphere of the globe feel sad cowboy emoji (laughs) about that (laughs) But yeah, okay, that was number four. Is Freemasonry is equal to all. Number five, which is the weirdest one to me. It said the title of this one is It Takes Good Men and Makes Them Better. Okay. The problem here was that it was not very descriptive on how it does that, but there's one element in this writing that is so good. The tagline is unbelievably noncommittal. I love it so much. It says <laughs> Okay. It, It says this, okay? Strap down. Listeners at home, if you're in the car, make sure you're buckled because this is good. Sure, you can be a better person without Freemasonry. It's just being a Freemason is one way to do it. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Sign me up. It's basically, I'm going to try and make this an analogy real fast. It's basically, there are 45 buckets on my front lawn. Okay. I, can th- I can throw this water balloon into any of those buckets to become a better person. One of those buckets is Freemasonry, and we'd love for you to join, but all the other 44 buckets are as good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm, all- I'm always strapped in just for your analogies.
1: Yeah, I'm not good at analogies, but I think that might be an appeal. Uh, Number six, and the last one, is the charity work. As a Freemason, you have to donate a certain number of annual annual fees to be a part of your lodge. And most of those fees go to charities. So it is like, for the most part, all of these pieces together form pretty much a fraternity at a private Christian university.
0: Yeah, I mean, this definitely ends up just sounding like a chill hangout. It definitely demystifies it in a lot of ways.
1: And the article that I read on MasonicFind.com did a lot of work making sure that the people reading it understood what the, like, like they dispelled a lot of rumors about Freemasonry. Because the, the whole section was, the whole article was structured as the first half was benefits of being a Freemason. And the second half was what the world thinks benefits of being a Freemason are.
0: Okay. So this is what we've been we've been joking about.
1: And then honestly, though, if I was structuring that essay, I would have flipped it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, basically the main benefit that they talk about a lot is uh, being a Freemason is not like a one-way path to get you rich. Like it's not a money-making scheme in any way, which if I was a Freemason and I was trying to dispel rumors – That's the one I would focus on dispelling, too. Yeah. Also, side note, which is coincidental to that, the website um, MasonicFind.com started out as a store to sell Masonic goods, but they decided they wanted to pivot to educating the public about the organization instead.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, we can't pick up a sweet tote bag? No, you can pick up stuff,
1: but they're all rings. All of the merch is rings. Okay, but they have
0: a brand and they're sticking to it.
1: And honestly, though, the brand is uh, pretty good pricing. Nice. Like, uh, this ring is on sale for uh,
0: $29.99. Okay, a common misconception then about the Freemasons is that you identify yourself with a Freemason ring. And that's also pretty much your pass to get into the club. But they're just selling them for $25?
1: Also, you should take a look at these rings. Some of them are real cool. Like, I could see this as a huge benefit to joining joining this organization because obviously the the symbol of the Masonic lodge is the the compass right
0: yeah with a little G um, with a little G old in it. school compass not the wayfinding compass the circle drawing compass
1: yeah the circle drawing compass that you might have used in high school geometry perhaps the uh, they have a ring called the Masterman Masonic Skull Ring hell yeah which is. Like an ornate skull with that symbol on his forehead, and it's nineteen ninety-nine, like oh man. I'm at the dangerous point of my day where I'm like, I could spend nineteen ninety-nine on a hip ring. But I feel like there's gotta be some
0: way they make it where I can't just buy this, right? That has to be one of the listed benefits on the site is get to wear a giant gold skull ring and feel okay about it.
1: Oh, and this gold ring has an option of gold or silver. Oh, it's just the the actual symbol is either gold or silver. All right, before it's we get the- too
0: lost in their merchandise, which I'm glad to yeah. know exists, even though it sounds like it might be a slightly bootleg. Can we talk about joining? Because this is starting to sound pretty sweet. Not going to lie. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, I couldn't find
1: anything that made me think these guys are bad guys, other than the fact that they were shady about inviting women. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's assume, listener, that you are interested in joining the Masonic Lodge. How do you go about starting that process? So first of all, it's important to note that each lodge charges an annual fee for membership, and that does not include buying special rings and other regalia that you're required to buy as a
0: Freemason. Okay, and here's maybe where the misconception of Freemasons being wealthy overlords comes from, is, is that fee prohibitively expensive? So it depends on the lodge you're at. It could be anywhere between $50 a year. Oh my God, okay. Less than Xbox Live.
1: Yeah. Uh, to they said it could be over a couple, like four or 500. So it's not, I imagine there are some like lodges that are
0: insanely expensive.
1: But for the most part, it seems like the annual fee is not the cutting point.
0: Yeah. I mean, even four or 500 is is less than, you know, a church tithe.
1: For a year? Yeah.
0: That's not bad.
1: No, it's not. And I don't know how important it is to point this out, but for an organization that doesn't immediately make you rich and famous, they certainly say they won't make you rich and famous a lot more than <laughs> feels necessary. <laughs>
0: they do protest a bunch.
1: Like every fifth sentence in this is, and we want you to know that you won't become rich and famous, but every time it feels like they're winking at you. <laughs> um part of the process includes a leveling up system in the masonic degrees is what they call them that includes three ceremonies that this website said we can't talk about here for obvious reasons
0: obviously okay
1: obvious reasons that are obvious to all people except for jackson apparently i Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to join if you know somebody who is already a Freemason because their motto is ask one to be one. So it's very much like a, like an invite only process, Yeah, but you can, you can go directly to the nearest lodge and apply there as well if you, if you wanted to. So it's not exclusively an invite only process, but I imagine it's kind of like a job application where if you get a recommendation from somebody, it's easier to get in. But you basically ask your friend who is already a Freemason for an application for you to become a Freemason.
0: I gotcha. I learned a brand new SAT word last week, and it was nepotism.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, nepotism is definitely something that they aren't going to talk about on the website. But from other reading, I found that it's something that happens
0: quite a bit. But maybe it can't be classified as that when it's not a place of employment. You know, I I feel like that's just a big part of any sort of secret club fraternity. You got to have someone on the inside. You got to have a connection. And really, it's just so that some because they talk about how you have to be a, a man of upstanding character. And I can see how actually knowing someone within the club is pretty much the only way you can verify that. Like you say, hey, is this guy good? I mean, is he is he cool?
1: And they talk about external nepotism as in like, I'm a Freemason, he's a Freemason, I'm at this job. He needs a job. I'm going to give him a job. They talk about that and their argument for that is kind of a pretty good argument where they basically say, you're going to get that out of any community. We can't stop something like that, Hmm, Okay, Which, which I think does make sense. If I have to pick between three people who look like equally qualified candidates for a job and I am good friends with one of them. Yeah. I'm going to pick that one Yeah, even the if you others. fully
0: justify in your head, they're more qualified. You know, you're going to have a natural tendency to, to lean towards the person you like. So that part feels like a pretty good argument against nepotism there,
1: or like against the downsides of nepotism there. Uh, there are three qualifications to being a Freemason. You must believe in a supreme being. You must be over 21 years of
0: age, and you must have no criminal record. Okay, great. I pretty much qualify for all three of these, except this gets into something that I found in my research last week that I didn't get into because it's a lot to get into. But <coughs> they, the, the qualification that you have to believe in a supreme being, they're very proactive in saying that they allow all faiths and all religions. And then later they say you have to believe in one God. And I know that there are religions out there that are not monotheistic, and they don't really address how that works.
1: Yeah, I couldn't find much beyond this one phrase where they really. say so you must believe in a supreme being. But I, it sounds like the word a supreme being being singular instead of plural makes it where they're talking about monotheism instead of polytheism.
0: Because they're quick to say that they, you don't have to specifically be Christian. It doesn't have to be the Judeo-Christian uh, God, but it has to be a God. And they still use the word a so it's, I, that, that actually does narrow down a lot of religions.
1: I imagine it's kind of a failsafe for them saying a supreme being instead of Christian. Because if
0: they say a supreme being,
1: the, the government, the world won't view this as a religious organization.
0: Exactly. That's something they're actively trying to avoid as well, is being seen as a cult, obviously, or even just an innocuous religion. They don't want that either. And they also talk about a, the, the, that culture's holy book. So it's not even necessarily the Bible. It's just whatever sort of text, a sacred text of that culture that you're willing to swear on top of whatever that text is.
1: It makes me think of there's a scene in It's Always Sunny where they're playing a board game and they can't ask questions. And at one point, Frank goes, since the clock stoppeth, now questions can I ask? And D goes, just because you jumble the words up doesn't make it not a question. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it feels like to me here is they're trying to be vague enough to where it feels um, sans religious, uh, I guess, requirements. Yeah. While still appearing or while still upholding religious requirements. I mean, one of their distinct features is number four when they remember earlier where they said Freemasonry is equal to all. They talk about how religion, wealth, race, none of that should apply there. Correct. Yeah.
0: And it seems like they, they the belief in God thing is more just part of the qualification for being an upstanding citizen. And you have the mindset of not being totally inwardly focused. And you believe that there's something greater to aspire to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that part that part all tracks. And then uh, one thing to note, your friend that qualified or that recommended you to be a Freemason becomes your proposer and will help you from that point on and take it. They'll help you through the three degrees of becoming a full Freemason, which take around a year, depending on the lodge you
0: join. Okay, so as someone who never even touched a fraternity in college, that person essentially becomes your big. Am I using that word correctly? You are using that word correctly. Yes. But yeah, the.
1: This guy ends this article by describing the five simple steps to becoming a Freemason. Nice. So we can break it up. We
0: got a list. We got the BuzzFeed listicle.
1: Step one decide in your heart that you will become a Freemason.
0: <laughs> okay, this is a four step list. Come on.
1: Uh, you are overestimating how many steps are going to be serious. <laughs> step two find a Masonic lodge in your area. Okay
0: that's step one
1: okay step three inquire about membership
0: (laughs) buddy you're not wow this really is becoming a buzzfeed list
1: step four visit the lodge and ask all the questions you have could have become two steps there but (laughs) that's one step and then the last step are you ready do you want to give me a little bit of drum roll Step five, the final step will be revealed to you by your brethren.
0: Okay. (laughs) This is saying like, all right, I have all the answers. Step one, Google it. Step two, read what Google says. Step three, understand what Google has told you. This feels like a collegiate level
1: essay assignment where the professor says okay i need you guys to write a five step process on doing this thing and they're like well one
0: decide to do the thing two figure out how to do the thing yeah this guy's trying to reach a word minimum but there's no requirement there's no minimum
1: <laughs> i mean genuinely step 1 decide to do thing step 2 search for area to do three thing three ask about thing four then go to place and ask about thing. Five, who knows? Okay,
0: this has actually got me maybe a little upset because we spent all this time talking about all the reasons why we want to join and I don't feel any more any more prepared to become a Freemason than I was at the beginning of this episode.
1: Yeah. Could you describe to me more details about like what it takes to be a Freemason? I mean like what the benefits are of being a Freemason? Could I do that? Yeah. I could now, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's what it is. It seems like actually becoming a Freemason is very easy, but they require you to do it in
0: person. And that is intimidating. It really is. Because Freemasons Lodge, I mean, they're stone workers. They're always very intimidating stone buildings that have uh, very little color on the facade, and they seem very cold, very opposing And you're just supposed to pull in, park, not know anyone or anything about it, walk in and be like, um, is this, uh, I'm, I'm interested in becoming a Freemason. And then, and then just whatever happens, happens. And I'm sure
1: your charisma also plays a little part in how seriously they take you. I mean, that's how it is in every building in the world. But if I like walk in and slap my hand on the table and I'm like, I'd like to be a part of this global organization. Tell me what to do, ma'am. Yeah. You're in. I feel like I'm going to be more in, but I still, I still
0: am personally not interested in becoming a Freemason, I think. Okay. I actually am a little more interested, but again, I can't get over the intimidation factor of having to pull that information from strangers. And maybe without the existence of hazing, this is what like that intimidation factor is there on purpose because it weeds out all the people who aren't serious.
1: Yeah. I, I think I could imagine this as another terrible Jackson analogy, but in Salt Lake city, if you get a parking ticket, you can, and the ticket goes too long and it like ups to a certain amount of money or it ups to a higher amount of money. I sent them an email and said, Hey, can we lower this back down to the normal fee? They lowered it back down to the normal fee because, and my reasoning, I think they believe that I'm a good person enough to lower my fee is because I was the kind of person that goes out of my way to confront somebody to like fix a problem like this. yeah, and I think at a Freemason organization, the these weird gimmicks of hiding small things might be a deterrent to people who think well i I don't think I'm that interested or uh I don't I don't really trust an organization that would hide stuff like that because that's exactly how I feel about this. Yeah, is I think, yeah, some of the benefits seem neat. I would love a community of brothers. I would love to know more about those 15 presidents, I guess. But none of that seems worth it enough to me to join the organization, especially if there's an annual fee.
0: I wonder if when you're a member, a big part of the the culture is actively recruiting other people or if everyone is it all people who are eager to join or do they at any point have to go out and find new Freemasons? Yeah, I I don't expect you to have the answer to that. It's just an interesting question to me. I don't know.
1: They they bolded the fact that their motto is ask one to be one. Yeah. So I imagine part of the training is here's how you train somebody. Yeah. Which I,
0: I like that as a leadership element to an organization. Perhaps the biggest problem then is that neither of us have a close friend who is a Freemason so we don't have the ability to like see the benefits that in their life or see their excitement when they talk about it.
1: Yeah. I guess if any listeners have friends that are freemasons, uh shoot us an email, we'd love to talk to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're a conspiracy podcast, but we're not entirely we don't exist entirely to just drag things through the dirt and try to generate fear and paranoia. I would I would enjoy greatly being able to Demystify and decriminalize Freemasonry if that's something that we could do.
1: And I love, I, I think both of us tried very hard with each of these episodes, trying to make sure it felt like we weren't, didn't just see the word Freemasonry as our topic and thought, okay, let's attack that. Yeah. Let's tear that apart. Both of us have the mission of, we want to figure out this 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 thing that has a, a mystical stigma around it. So if you want to shed light on what Freemasonry is, please, we would be more than willing to help. But yeah, so if you want to reach out to us and talk to us about Freemasonry or any other topic or really anything, our email address is strictlyconfidentialshow and gmail.com. And then if you want to follow us on social media, we've got an Instagram at strictlyconfidentialshow and a Twitter at S Show.
0: If you want to reach out and talk to me about SWAT cats, please do that. <laughs> there is no one. I have no one. Please. I need to talk to someone. <laughs> but our music is Threadbare. That's our theme song. It's all the album burden of proof. Glimmeril wrote it. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes. Most places that stream music have it. Glimmerlmusic.com is where you can get all the deets.
1: It's what you heard maybe 25, 30 minutes ago. And it's what you're going to hear in another couple minutes.
0: And if you want to be an interviewee, we'd love to interview you and tell your best friend about this show. We're more likely to come in contact with an active Freemason if this show grows. And word of mouth is the strongest form of marketing, and it is very appreciated.
1: Well, this has been Strictly Confidential, and I've been Jackson.
0: I've been Asher.
1: And as always, if you want to be rich and famous, don't... Don't. Don't become a Freemason. Audible wink insert winking sound
0: (laughs) Spongebob wink sound